Well, good afternoon, everybody, and it's another conversation with Agility by Nature. Although I say afternoon, my guest today is based in Nairobi, so it's evening there, and uh, today's guest is Avajit Dasgupta. Hi, Avajit, how are you? Hi, Ian, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> very, very well. Um, lovely to speak to you. I mean, we've only bumped into each other in the last month or so. We've had a few conversations, and I'm really excited to talk to you today because I'm quite familiar with the market and conditions of digital enterprise in the UK, in America, to a certain extent in Europe. I know very little about what's going on in Kenya, so I'm very interested in what your thoughts on that. But also, just looking at your, your LinkedIn profile, as you know, if you've listened to any of the others, I like to have a good look around people's past and background. And, and I love your, your LinkedIn profile, because it's always got this strand of product owner and technical. So you've been CTO and product owner, CTO and scrum, and all of this wonderful thing. And you didn't even start in Kenya, you started in India, and then moved on to, 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 to Kenya. So how did you get into, what was your, how did you get into the software development, digital development world? How did, you get, how did it start for you? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I've started my uh, professional career in the year of 2005 in India. Uh, as I'm based in India, I'm born and brought up in India. Well, um, just to, this is a live recording, and uh, actually, my Zoom just froze, so I just missed completely Average's first answer to my first question. So I'm really sorry, Average. It's the, the, that's the vagaries of the internet; it's the real world. So, so again, so can I ask again? How did you start? How did you start your technology career? Born in India, raised in India. Yep. So uh, I completed my academic qualification and education in India in different universities. So I have done my bachelor's in mathematics from Calcutta University, and then I have done my master's in computer application in another Indian university in the Northern India. So after completion of my degree since 2005, I'm in this uh, professional journey. So I've started my career from different companies based in India. Uh, but I'm, I was lucky enough to work with different uh, multinational companies from my uh, starting of my career. So initial days, actually, I worked with software companies. I worked for some different companies as a freelance developer. And also, I involved my uh, professional journey to engage myself to teach different university students. So it was my passion, you can say, that uh, to teach people and to train people for different uh, technology stack. And I was very passionate at my younger age to work with different technologies, including Microsoft, including Java, including Oracle. So uh, whenever I got some time to teach people to provide some certification training to the people, I usually teach those peoples in Oracle certification, Java certification, .NET certification, because I was certified holder at that time. And I was just started my career as well as a software developer. I developed lots of software during that particular time using .NET and Java technologies. So at that particular point, I worked for a company based in USA, and I usually developed lots of softwares for them uh, based on the, at their India, office in New Delhi and at that time I was working for different software technology solutions like uh, IPTV domain based solutions like Sweet TV, Beast TV and I worked actually with so many uh, 
bigger clients there at that time in the USA, especially with Hollywood production houses, different production houses, different universities in India, different uh, casinos and the cruise-based uh, IPTV solution technologies. So I worked in that particular company more than, I think, almost six years there. And then I got an, another opportunity to work with an European-based company. Uh -huh. uh, again, uh, actually, since beginning, I always got some good mentor in my career. I honestly uh, mentioned that thing that in my first company, I got a couple of mentors and I learned a lot from them. And eventually, when I uh, got a chance in the European company based in Munich in Germany, uh -huh. uh, I was very close to our CTO there, and, uh, Dr. Ulrich Dumikin. He was actually working that time as CTO of that particular company. And I learned a lot about uh, actually agile transformation, agile practices from him. Because earlier till 2010, I was not so uh, familiar with agile practices. Yeah. I was more in the software development and coding and the deployment of the system. But when I met Mr. Uh, Ulrich Dumikin, and then I started my understanding about agile practices to understand what is Scrum, what is Kanban, what is the difference between Scrum and Kanban, and how we can introduce or adopt such kind of practices in our system. And uh, eventually I went to Munich. Uh, I worked very closely with and, and And that time I got an opportunity to work with uh, our Austria and Munich based team. And uh, I worked there for a couple of months and then I came back to India and again, it's another milestone in my career. I got an offer to initiate an India operation center in New Delhi again. And I became CTO and I got that immense opportunity within seven, eight years of time to run a startup company in India. And uh, again, under the guidance of uh, Mr. Ulrich Tumikin. And uh, yeah, I, I was actually working for that company almost three years and then I got some, uh, some another kind of opportunity in the journey of that particular development. And I must say that particular development is quite new and learning experience for me as well. It's not about agile. It's about uh, some other new development system. I have actually worked with the team in India as well as in uh, Germany. Uh, and we worked some, uh, some uh, prestigious projects that time, which are related to uh, piping industry, especially the smart plant industry. Uh, uh -huh. We closely worked with uh, Intergraph Solutions and then uh, we worked for, for ITER because you know ITER is doing yeah. some kind of research work in southern France and I was really fortunate that I had worked in that project developing some very critical and complex software management system, worked very closely with top level scientists of the world and delivered the solution. Still that solution, uh, as per my knowledge is concerned, I know it's in a development stage, but in a different phase. Uh, but that solution, what we have developed for them, it's still usable for them. So after leaving uh, that company, uh, uh, I joined an Australian company in India, their development center in India. And that time I got a chance to work in different mobile application development. Yeah. Because again, that is something new for me. So every journey I got something new. I always accepted those challenges and started to... Uh, create some new dimension in my career to learn something new and uh, to explore my own career in a, such a way so that we can get some new opportunities. So the mobile application thing, because that is a, one of the uh, innovative mobile app company at that time, not only in India, but also in Australia. 
and they actually raised their innovative program in India, Australia, as well as in USA. And I was part of that particular company almost a year, being a product owner. And I have actually developed uh, five or six mobile apps during that particular journey, being a product owner. Uh, the good point is that I have learned a lot about product ownership in that particular company because before that, when I joined this company, I have had experience about Scrum mm. in terms of Scrum Master, in terms of uh, uh, as a Scrum coach, but I never directly got in uh, got an engagement to work as a product owner. So it's a new opportunity for me to work as a product owner, and uh, subsequently I have an opportunity to work with some different startup companies, how we can develop some innovative mobile apps for them. So it was some good fortunate for me again to work for those companies. In the meantime, after working uh, that company or engaged with that company for almost one year, I got a call from a company. They are not at all from IT business, but they are having some different businesses. In, in another part of India, it's a western side of India, a state called Gujarat. And in that particular state, they are coming from a very good business group, but they were planning to develop some good uh, mobile application. And they got some clue about me through LinkedIn and some other sources, and they actually approached me. And I got really amazed uh, experience after having some couple of months of conversation with the company owner and the directors and I found that they are really interested to develop a mobile app and that application was something that we could develop something which is an amalgamation of WhatsApp and Truecaller. Right. It's, it's, it's something very unique and I actually uh, accepted the offer and then I went to the western part of India and I spent my almost three years of time there. And again, I have actually built a new team from scratch, being a chief technology officer. Yeah. And I have worked there more than one, more than three years. And out of these three years, more than 1.5 years, I have spent uh, as chief technology officer. I built the skeleton of that particular product prototype. And uh, from two to three members team, I have actually developed 30 to 35 members team. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. And then I found that it's better to move to my passion, which is more in product development and product management. Then I hired someone who was so capable to manage the CTO role. And I have actually given him the role of CTO. And I, I was more focused in that product management role and to scale up the product. Yeah. So uh, in, in between something happened. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't go, uh, got a good... Uh, investors yeah. from the market and some of the reasons that uh, the company had decided to shut down that particular operation after three years of down the line because there's an issue with the investors yeah. point of view so that was the reason that uh, i had to uh, move on from that particular position and again some good thing happened with me and and and, and I got an opportunity in Nairobi and the company where I'm working right now, it's Compulinks Limited. It's more than 25 years company who are doing a very good business in this territory, in this part of the world, not only in Kenya, but specifically, I should say, in Eastern African region, yep. Middle East region, even in Southern Southeast Asian region. Uh, 
some conversations happened one or two months of meetings discussions technical interviews assessment and then i find, finally got this opportunity to work in a nairobi based company and i switched to nairobi in 2018 may around around may yeah so i came here and i joined here as a product owner and I, eventually it's not about the product ownership i am right now heading a complete department because Compulings is having two different technological departments. One is based on vertical, which is a retail business, and vertical, as well as the another part is not a vertical, it's basically a horizontal activity where we are supporting multiple verticals, including banking, insurance, healthcare, NGOs, educations, and government businesses. So I am leading the digital identity management and payment solutions team here. Yep. Uh, in a technology head because I'm coming from that technology background and also I have that product management skills so I got that opportunity to lead all the solutions what we are de developing under digital identity and the payment solution space to become the product owner of that particular solution so that's my journey <laughs> I, got I mean well, I, I have to say what a whirlwind you've gone from. <laughs> I love the fact you've got, you, you nonchalantly sort of go from India, Germany, Australia, <laughs> back into India, uh, and, and, and then into uh, Africa, Nairobi. I mean, you, you, you're a bit of an international player, you, you, you've got there. But what I also <laughs> find interesting listening to not just the geographical journey, it's just the way you're, you've been evolving your role. You started as a developer and you sort of expanded over the CTO and then the product owner. So I don't, I don't know whether to start to ask you what do you think about Agile across the world or about Agile as a CTO, as a product. So let's, let's stick with the technology. You know, starting as a developer, but now it seems you're moving more to product ownership and it does seem more in start, startups seems to feature quite a lot. Do you think starting as a developer gave you, gives you a big advantage or did you have to underlearn a lot of stuff and become something quite different? No, 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 no. I think as I have started my career being a software developer, it had given me enough chance to understand the technology and system. Yeah. Uh, I should uh, accept that fact that yes, uh, still now I feel that I'm a developer because whenever thinking about a new product, when I'm thinking about the new opportunity and new innovation, always I'm thinking from a developer's mind and also as per my experience is concerned, since last eight, nine years, I'm more in the product development, product management journey when I'm continuously uh, communicating with different kind of users, their experiences and their expectations from the system. Mm. It also have added something that I also now need to think that, yes, as I have an experience with the software development background, I'm coming from that background, but still product management is a completely a different ballgame. Yeah. So I have actually combined my uh, my technical skills with my product management skill and to understand the people's pain point and the problem statement as I have developed solutions for different people and for different um, verticals and different uh, users. Yeah. So I understood that each and every different users have their own problem statement, pain areas, and it is dependent upon how you can actually uh, give them a chance to get, get the solution the, the solution they are exactly expecting. Mm. So, so technology is something different which actually helps me to lead the team where I'm leading a development team, I'm leading a QA team, a product 
uh, QA assurance team as well as the product uh, business analyst team. So it always gave me an added advantage to understand the team, team's problem. Yeah. What kind of uh, uh, acceptance they are having about the product, what kind of questions they're having and what kind of problems they're facing so that I can always guide them and that how they can sort out their problem internally. As well as, as I have actually evaluated myself from a software developer to a product manager, a product owner. I also learned a lot from so many people, even from my customers, even from my colleagues, my co-workers, my mentors, my leaders, my CTOs, my CEOs, even my business heads or vertical heads. So many things are there. I have learned and still I am learning from them that product development and managing and deploying a right product with right mindset is really, really important because you can develop one product uh, with a technological skill, but we can't assure that tech, that particular product will be very beneficial mm. for the people who are actually willing to use that product. Mm. So the thing is very important that user experience and rather the end customer experience is very important now to me. So mm. when I think about product development and developing a product with the right technology stack, I always think that who would be the user of that product. And that thing is also uh, providing me a sense that what kind of technology stack I should use because uh, there's so many other parameters are also important while you are developing a product because uh, as you understand that I'm developing for uh, developing product for banking customers yeah. developing product for NGO customers I'm developing product for government uh, agencies also the healthcare agencies and educational institutes so the security parameters are very much different in each and every aspect. So when I'm yeah. developing a product for the banking sector products and I'm developing a biometric solution, a payments, digital payment solutions. So definitely we need to really think over about the security parameters. So I have to be very careful designing that particular architecture with my team so that security should not be a compromising factor. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I am developing, let's say, a educational institute or university's portal and their uh, biometric journey or a student tracker or faculty management tracker system or access control system. Definitely, you do not need to require to put too many security parameters there. Yeah. So there's the differences. So though we are developing one kind of product like digital biometric identity solution and platform, but it is completely dependent upon your users yeah. uh, understanding and their requirement what kind of solution they are looking for and what kind of security parameters and other constraints we have to look after during the development journey yeah, yeah. and do you when you're doing your product development uh, and you're doing the development are you using you know are you using a lot of iteration are you doing lots of little cuts and showing it to your customer base is that your approach so there are two things uh, ian uh, yeah. i must say that when we are developing a product, that's totally a product development journey. Mm. And, uh, and definitely it will continue with some kind of iterative process. Mm. Uh, but when we are executing the product as project implementation path, then the journey will be totally different. Because that time I need to understand that when we will deploy our product as a project implementation plan, this product will not only work alone product it will work along with some other product so if i take a classic example if i'm developing a biometric solution for a bank mm -hmm. so what would be the expectation from the bank they would like to introduce this product as a one 
omnichannel so that they can introduce this biometric abstraction layer with multiple banking channels. That yeah. means my product should support the multiple banking channels, not only their core banking system, not only their CRM system, but also the other available banking channels like agency banking, their internet banking, mobile banking, so that they should have a one-stop solution. Right. So the implementation plan will be quite different then because then I need to uh, involve my team and I also need to depend in some, to some extent with the other banking solution provider when we will implement the solution because there are, lot of, there are lots of API communication will be happening between different solutions so that we have to make sure that all the solutions can talk and handshake properly with our application. And also, uh, uh, concern, uh, considering the security aspect of the biometric database or engine yeah. we are creating. On the other hand, when we are developing a product, specifically, uh, if, you, if, you, if you realize that if you are developing a product for an NGO, let's say uh, NGO is a very wider con uh, spectrum to me because we are providing solution to different NGOs across the world, not only in Africa, but also in Middle East countries, but also in Southeast Asian countries as well. Our system is running there. So we realize that each and every NGO is having their own pain points or yeah. pain problem statements. So when I have to develop, let's say a beneficiary management system or beneficiary cash or cashless disbursement system or any commodity disbursement system. So I am thinking to develop a product in such a generic way so, so that the customers from any part of the world can visualize the product is only for them. Yeah, okay. Important. So, so product development journey is something different than the project implementation journey. So uh, I'm right now managing both kinds of things together because I'm handling multiple verticals at the same time. So yeah. government and the banking and insurance product project implementation is quite different when I'm talking about product development journey, when I'm developing a specific product for NGOs, I'm developing a specific product for uh, some healthcare yep. supporting team or units. So I would like to say here that we also develop some kind of healthcare platform, which is right now supporting to one of the leading insurance company in Kenya. And our plan to develop an ecosystem using that particular platform so that we can support not only the uh, different hospital management systems, we are planning to support different insurance companies available in Africa, not only in Kenya, so that we can create one common ecosystem and it can support the insurance companies, it can support the different hospital management system, and also at the end of the day, the system can support the patients so that they can feel a seamless transition that, so that they should not feel that whenever they will get admission in any hospital, that hospital management is asking so many documents and they are asking for the verification of the document as well as the insurance details. So it's a simple, straightforward and seamless ecosystem we have developed using our biometric technology. So that product development journey with respect to that different audience we have developed. In the similar way, the product development we are doing at this moment for different NGOs, those journeys are completely different than the project implementation. That is really fascinating. So I, I was just thinking about how do you work? So, so you've got things going on. You've got different cultures, different people, different outputs, different outcomes, different speeds. Sounds like it's going on as well when things are coming. How do you work with your team? Because on the one hand, it sounds like you might be solutioneering quite a lot. On behalf, How much latitude do you give the team or how much do they own and how much do you own? How does that work together? 
It's a great question, actually. Yeah, as uh, you aware that I'm coming from another region. So initially, it was a big challenge for me to understand the local language, yeah. uh, the local culture, people here. Yeah. I must say the people are very, very cooperating in this part of the world. And most importantly, the new generation, not only in Kenya, but in Africa, because I have a team in Uganda, Tanzania. Right. So I usually or closely work with my teams there as well because I have some running projects there. I, I found that the new generation here in Africa are really, really impressing. Uh, they're, 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 they are very, very fond of to increase their skill set yeah. and to understand the latest technology as well. And they are really willing to understand the new technology and they are really keen to know about the latest technology. Yeah. So that technology language actually gives me a chance to come closer to them. Yeah. Because they are really interested to know from me about the latest technology, whatever experience I have had so far. And they are really keen to know how they can actually adopt the agile and the different practices of agile in their system. Because uh, that is one of the gray area at this point in African uh, IT sector that people have started to follow agile. Okay. They have started to adopt agile, but still they are not so familiarized how they can actually transform right. organization, how they can transform their cultural uh, diversity in such a way so that they can actually start to follow agile in such a way they can get the benefits of agile because still, uh, some of the managers in different banks and different uh, government uh, IT department, I realized that they are still following and they are still comfortable to follow the traditional approach of project management or product management approaches. But the new generation, they are really keen to know about Agile. They are really keen to know about different frameworks of Agile. And uh, that's why they are very closer to me. And I usually uh, interact with my team, not only with my team, but so many other people who are Coming from the similar background, I have some conversation with them on and off, even in the weekends as well. And I usually support and mentor them through the LinkedIn conversation as well. And that how they can actually adopt agility in a right way in their own organization or how they can actually start their own startup uh, so that they can actually invest minimum and actually generate more revenue through the startup concept and how they can actually adopt agile concept to execute those businesses or running those businesses. So, yeah, so there are two um, kind of people or group of people I have seen, the people who are coming from a very uh, good background with more than 15 to 20 or 20 plus years of experience, they are still reluctant to adopt Agile because they are not coming from that mindset. And change management is one of the key factors there because then you have to change the management thought process and the middle level management thought process and some of the people sitting after 10 15 years of experience they are in a comfort zone and they do not want to come out from that comfort zone but which is not happening for the newcomers or the people who are just joining the industry and who are having one to 10 years of experience these people are really really very good i must say and uh, I can tell you in coming five to 10 years, Kenya will be one of the uh, biggest IT hub in Africa. Wow. Yeah. And if it's the biggest hub in Africa, it's going to yeah. be an important hub in the world, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. But first of all, they need to be uh, one of the leading uh, contender in African region. Yeah. And in future, they will be one of the alternative hub like India, because India is one of the biggest hub at this moment. Yeah. So Kenya can be the new destination for IT businesses where people will get more resources or skillful resources and who will be coming up from the technology background or also different agile practices background because people are learning and they are really, really keen to learn about the new technologies and the practices. And that's the beauty uh, of this it, it, uh, this country. And uh, I'm really happy and I'm really excited to work with such kind of people here. Ah, it sounds very, I mean, all through talking or listening to you, uh, Ajit, your passion and excitement is quite palpable. I mean, you can really feel it. And I should imagine actually being in person with you with the team must be a, a, a heck of a lot of fun. But you, you mentioned you've got a lot of teams, but Uganda, you mentioned, and I think you mentioned India. And, and, and Is it you're normally working remotely or do you sort of, until COVID came along, were you visiting the offices and traveling an awful lot? Or was it a blend of things? Yeah, you know, since last three and a half months, a new experience we are having at this point. It's not about Kenya, it's about everywhere. Yeah. Now we have started to work remotely. So the definition of work from home, yeah. what we understood earlier, but nowadays it became quite different. Because now people are really feeling the actual meaning of work from home. Yeah, yeah. So being a leader, I usually come to my office not for full time, but sometime it depends upon my work activities. But since last three and a half months, my entire team is working from home. So I must say one of the thing is digital transformation is one of the key factor for the potential growth of African market. Yeah. I want to touch that point at this point, at this, at this moment, because, you know, when you are talking about digital transformation, what you need, to have a proper growth of a country yeah. along with retail transformation. That is with mobility yeah. as well as the internet connectivity. Yeah. So mobility and internet connectivity is now rapidly growing up in African territory. Yeah. And if I consider the Kenyan market, yes, there are some uh, good running players, they are having a very good connection and they are having very good mobility services as well as internet connectivity services. So it immensely helps a lot mm. to the software companies or any other companies who are running their businesses to ask their team to continue their work from home. Mm. So initial days, I realized when I, I usually talk with my team in daily standup or weekly review meeting, that they were very passionate and they felt very good when they have sense that when they are working from home, actually they are also uh, able to give proper time to their family. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So family and work-life balance became very good. Yeah, yeah. So people, and, and you know, in African culture, people always respect their family and they always try to give as much as time to their family. And... Uh, spend time with their kids as well and when they realize that if they can work from home and also they can spend their time with kids so my team or my developers at the end of the day they are very happy and satisfied yeah. but now when you continuously working like this working from home 
and delivering your your deliverables on time talking with your teams there's some reservation came up from some of the team members as well because you know it's totally depend upon from where you are working we cannot assume that each and every individual is having the similar kind of work place as well as the family lifestyle and there is some differences so some of the people have some reservation that you know abhijit that we can't work from home anymore yeah because we are not feeling that passion working because it became monotonous to us because some of the psychological changes is also happening and they are not getting that kind of uh, that kind of uh, feelings that if we continue to work from home then maybe we will lose our productivity at the end of the day but on the other hand there are some people they are still happy that they feel that we are okay or i am okay sitting at my home yeah. and working in the project taking the client calls having the daily stand up and review meetings with the team and the management or also at the same time i am giving time to my family yeah so there are two different kind of perception but you know it's not about the problem it's not a problem but it's an experience or journey mm. for everyone or every individual including you me and the other people sitting in the other part of the world all are facing such kind of challenges but as you know we have to understand that covid had given us a very good lessons and we need to admit those lessons and we need to see that the culture work culture changes now rapidly happening especially for the companies because now companies are also thinking that why they need to invest a lot to hold a bigger space so that they can actually accommodate more than 100 or 200 people and if we can do something else because now companies also Uh, thinking in that another strategic way that in if we continue such with 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 covid in maybe in next 6 months or 12 months or if we have to live our life post covid then how can we strategize our yeah. whole work culture plan so now it is the bigger players like google facebook and linkedin they are actually thinking a lot and they are already well ahead to plan or strategize of some things but Uh, as i am belong to a mid size company as i have worked with lots of startup companies still i am interacting with so many startup companies for those companies especially mid size and startup companies they are really thinking now how they can actually uh, cut short their overall finances or the budget to accommodate so many people in one common place or to avail so many places or different branch offices in different yeah. countries yeah. so work from home became a new tradition and it will be a new tradition in future where company will willing to uh, have some option in future so that especially the people who can work from home some of the uh, job profile can actually allow to the company to take that call yeah. can work from home but some of the staffs they have to come to the office so that kind of uh, management is right now planning by different mid size and startup companies and uh, maybe in future we will see some different dimension on this you, and, and 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 perhaps and i was talking to uh, a a coach who's very familiar who's actually very familiar with the nigerian market and she said it can be quite hierarchical do you think this what we're all going through will help your younger colleagues be able to take on the hierarchy and the comfort zones and it will break up a lot easier than perhaps it would have done last year maybe covid is the most excellent of transformation agent even though it's a ghastly disease yeah 
I think so. Uh, I also have the similar kind of feelings on this. But, you know, uh, we can't change the situation as yeah. an individual. We have to go through our life in this particular circumstances yeah. where we are right now. So we are actually crossed our fingers to get the good news that vaccine will become up in the market and people okay. will start to use the vaccination, especially the highly dense, dense uh, populated countries like Nigeria, Kenya, or even in India. Mm. So we are really concerned that uh, before this particular COVID situation became a community problem, we have to have some solution. Yeah. And if we do not have to manage this thing in next to six months, the situation will be a bit bitter uh, because then we, it will be out of control. But yeah, the highly dense uh, populated countries like Nigeria, Ghana, or India is not so highly populated, but still it's a concern because the cases are increasing nowadays and we are really concerned. And that's why uh, we are actually uh, supporting the social distancing concepts and people are really appreciating this thing. And we are trying to manage our work uh, remotely as much as possible and mm. even if, if we have to go out and if we have to work together with some of the colleagues in the office or some other places we always uh, following the social distancing yeah. mechanism yeah I think um, well I am <laughs> and, and I know most of my and I'm very glad to say most of my family are so it's keeping us safe but yeah I think the the the, the vaccine can't come soon enough but it will take its time to get here that's the unfortunate reality yeah it's been an absolute joy talking to you. Um, I hope we get to meet one day beyond the Zoom because you're so infectious and, and, and passionate. Putting aside what we talked about in the pandemic, what do you see for your company that you're with going forward? What's your ambition now for your company and your team? I know you're going to do some wonderful things somewhere in the world. You're going to pop up. In another, you're going to pop up in China or somewhere bizarre like that. But what's, what's your ambition now for the company as the product owner and the CTO and the coach? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, sky is the limit. We can do anything. Yes, we know that due to this COVID situation, we were reluctant to expand our current opportunities and we are not getting some new business opportunities, but it's temporary, yeah. right? So for the longer vision, I should say that we have some better plan for the future, not only for the company's perspective, not only for my person, the individual's perspective, but for, uh, the, for the world's perspective that um, as we are part of this digital transformation journey, being a company, and I'm actually handling uh, some good products which will be part of this digital transformation journey, especially in the African continent. So there's so many new potential opportunities we can sense and we can actually develop in future. What exactly we are doing with biometric right now, you can actually understand that we have started our journey with a contact-based biometrics mm. in 15 years back. So when I joined, I was still continuing that development journey for different customers, different user groups. But this COVID taught us that we need to think about out of the box. We cannot go with contact-based biometrics anymore. So we started to develop a contactless biometric concept. Wow. So already we have uh, developed some kind of proof of concepts and we have already demonstrated such kind of systems and we are really hopeful that in coming days or coming future, we will actually deploy such kind of contactless biometrics. So it's a journey. Yeah. 
So it's not about only about the biometric or contactless or contact-based. There are so many other things I can tell you that uh, for, the, for the transformation of African yeah. uh, business model, digital transformation is really, really important. Yeah. And as I am part of different agencies and different kind of uh, surveys, and I know the planning and the future of African market. So I just want to give you some kind of uh, statistics here. So since last year, uh, the total sub-Saharan ICT market expansion growth was 95.4 billion Gee. for 2020. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was not been done due to this COVID situation, but still our expectation by 2023, the sub-Saharan ICT market expansion growth will be uh, up to 104.2 billion. So, so, so it's quite huge. It's quite yeah. impressive. Yeah. It's only for sub-Saharan ICT. But if we look after the South African region, then South African region, they are also having their own growth plan. And yeah. the potentiality is that, that till 2020, their plan was, 29.3 billion business growth, and they want to reach to 33 billion business growth by 2020. So if I consider the uh, central part of Africa where Nigeria and the other developing countries are emerging at this moment, their business expansion plan to reach to 11.3 billion from 10 billion from 2020 to 23. So I'm giving you the forecasting for next three years. And if I consider the Kenyan ICT market, so we are right now in $4.4 billion business growth as a country. But now, if we consider the next three years time, time down the line, the potentiality of business growth is $4.8 billion business growth. So these are the statistical information. But yes, due to COVID situation, uh, some businesses were disrupted and some businesses on hold. But the digital transformation is still something that we can actually grow uh, as a continent in such a way with some of the technologies, not only the biometric technology, but also, you know, the, the key pillar of this particular growth of digital transformation in this part of the world is the cloud technology is having a very good potential market. The big data is coming up now with mobility services. Social media, you can't believe that how many young generation nowadays are becoming addicted with social media services, including Twitter, Facebook, and some LinkedIn, some other social media is coming up. People are really fascinating to engage themselves through social media. And also, uh, the most importantly, why these kind of uh, services are required in this particular market? As we all are aware that Africa is the next uh, booming market for the world. Yeah. And, and, and the people are the innovators who are actually developing new solutions like us. We are actually focusing to the uh, to the some solutions or systems where people will get the benefits from that particular solution, especially for the disaster recovery system or disaster response system yep. or any uh, uh, kind of business continuity system, any security system, what exactly we are doing right now, any enterprise solutions, especially the retail management and the analytics, as well as the data hosting system. Those are the new opportunities. And the market, what exactly we are looking to get new businesses uh, as I'm part of such kind of uh, development journey with different verticals. So for me, the financial services where we can do so many things yeah. with the mobility, with the biometric, with social media development, including some new technology trained and where we are getting now new uh, generation of developers here 
where we are actually considering the artificial intelligence, the data analytics, the fraud detection through yeah. AI and the machine learning processes. That is one of the sector who are actually promising to get more businesses in future, get more digital transformation in future. Along with financial services, I must say, the local government is also now looking for new kind of solutions when uh, they can think that they can actually improve the social life as well of the people using some artificial intelligence technology. So in Kenya, uh, I, I can refer some of the solutions which is coming from the government departments as well. They would like to have one common solution uh, which already implemented in USA or already implemented in India, like Aadhaar. So they are also planning to have their own one unique identifier of the citizens so, so that they can have a mobility-based uh, digital identity solutions for each and every citizen. And for that, they need to have their own cloud infrastructure. They need their own mobility infrastructure and the telecommunication structure. And yeah, telecommunication is another thing. It's a very, very big market in African continent. And when you are talking about telecommunication, mobility and the big data analytics is really, really important for, 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 for this market. And finally, I can tell you, the retail is one of the uh, potential market in African territory because the traditional business strategy is nowadays going change in, in African market, not only in Kenya, but the other African countries as well. So data analytics, as well as the loyalty program, customer loyalty program, and the e-commerce application, disruption system, some kind of in-store application, we can actually uh, deliver in the market for digital signage or augmented reality or virtual reality kind of concepts and using the IoT technology. And most importantly, the people are also now looking for the blockchain technologies. Though it is very new for this particular market, but people started to communicate how we can use the blockchain technologies in the retail market. So these are the key pillars and uh, not, not the least, the last point I should say about the healthcare because healthcare is one of the backward sector in African continent because lots of NGOs, lots of government agencies are working to improve the healthcare facility in African content, which is the major concern at this moment. But still, this digital transformation can immensely help to improve the platform of the healthcare system. And I am very hopeful that I am also working such kind of application development platform at this moment. And that particular technology can also help people in future, not only in Kenya, but the rest of the African countries to have a seamless ecosystem, which can improve the people's quality of life and also yep. getting some good hospitality in the hospital business system, as well as the hospital management system. Yep. So those are the things we are actually thinking of. So yes, these are the things you can, you can relate that it is yeah. really a huge potential market and digital transformation by 2030, you can see a new era of Africa and you can, you can see that Africa will leading the other part of the world in coming days because all the opportunities are coming up from the African continent. Yeah. I love your Actually, I'm going to pack my bag. I'm there. <laughs> I want to be there. It sounds so exciting. Um, Unfortunately, our time is up. Uh, what a wonderful tour of the world. What a wonderful tour of products and project and team management. And, and what a really inspirational um, discussion about Africa and its potential that it's starting to get hold of. It sounds super exciting and it's a great advert for Africa. I think uh, job well done there, I have to say. Thank you so much. Um, 
if you want to get in touch with uh, either myself or Abhijit about any of the things that we've raised, uh, you surely can get hold of us through uh, LinkedIn, which is, uh, we're both on that. And uh, we're, we're very happy to talk to people. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can get hold of me on ian.gill at uh, agilitybynature.com. Uh, Abhijit, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. Thank you so much for your time. I've enjoyed Thank it. Thank you, Ian. Thank you so much to you too for your time. It's really, really nice interactive session with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Stay safe. Cheers.